0: Hello and welcome to those vicar blocks. So, ha- I'm Dave Coaches. <laughs> so you're Dave Coaches. And I'm howell the nerdy vicar. So Dave, what have you been up to this week then? I can't remember. You can't remember? I've oh, done I can't nothing. Doing anything? You done
1: nothing? Oh, I must have done something, but I can't remember what I've been doing. Oh, uh, I've been really busy.
0: I know. Yeah, I went to see the Barbie movie.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot you were going to see that. Was it good? It was. Oh, your face says no. It Your was, face says no. This is the
0: when it, you invited me on a date. to Yeah, see
1: it. I was wrong. You want to see it a second time? No. Oh, you was, didn't want to take me to the pictures to it see it. Was do
0: you know? Do you know? Do you know what catfishing is? Yeah. Right. So if people don't know catfishing is basically if I was going to go catfishing, what I do is I get a picture of a really fit bloke who's like twenty, yeah, with like ripped abs and all that. Yeah, right?
1: completely opposite to you. Shut
0: up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I get yeah. that right, and I put on, I earn loads of money and all that, and I put it on the Tinder. Right. Right. And then I get loads of dates, loads of swipes, and all that. All these women would be after me. Right. And then what would happen is I get them to go on a date with me, and I turn up. Yeah. So they'd be expecting Brad Pitt, and they'd get me instead. Yeah. Yeah. And they'd need a lot of tissues to get over the disappointment. Well, thanks for that. Yeah. Anyway, but that's what the Barbie film is it's a catfish. Uh... So you think, yeah, it's this sort of fun film about, like, kind of Barbie in the fake world. And then she goes into the real world, and then she discovers. Something about herself and it's kind of fish out of water fun film, right? It's not. No, it's the most hateful film I've seen for a long time. Oh dear! It's basically
1: just. I'm not going to bother watching it. It's though.
0: horrible. Yeah. Bit. It, it's just horrible. It's just. It's. I was really cross. It was awful. Oh, I might. I might. Very disappointed Yeah, it was really nasty about blokes. Really, oh. really nasty.
1: So. It was just. Many, many moons ago, um, I used to regularly go to karaoke. Oh, yeah. And uh, I. I don't I wonder... You can't sing, though.
0: Yeah, I can. I can you can't. sing. can't. I
1: you... can
0: sing, yeah. All oh, right, okay. What songs do you sing?
1: Well, I was, that's what I was just going to. you. Britney Spears, is it? No, no. I've done a bit of Guns N' Roses. I've oh, done right, a yeah. bit of Verve. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, they're easy to sing. They are. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. The easy stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, Eagle Eye, cherish, save tonight. I particularly enjoy singing. <sighs> Normie nineties um, music. But, yeah. But um, my friend Zoe used to regularly go as well. Yeah. And um, we sang um, Barbie Girl together. Oh yeah. In, in yeah. the Black Horse at, at Saint oh, George. Right. Um, so but of course I did the Ken part. So I only get a few. All you had to lines. say was come, come on, on Barbie, Barbie, let's go, go party. Barbie. Oh great. Yeah. yeah. So so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and <laughs> while we were doing it the screen stopped working at this particular occasion <laughs> and so i had to work out where those bits came in and where they didn't oh, so I, it was like practically after every line that barbie sang oh, God. <laughs> i, I join in but um but, but no it's, i yeah. think so we knew all the words and so that
0: was all right we Oh, was right. all right isn't it? but we did but it um fun. yeah so we did watch that and i i just hated it anyway so don't go and see it anyway. Or maybe I'll do I'm gonna I'm going to restart redoing my TikToks, right? So I might do a TikTok about it or write right, something. Okay. Because we're going to do this uh, podcast on Substack as well as on um, all the other parts, right? So I'll probably write something about it as well. Right, okay. Yeah, maybe. Okay, probably when I get around to it after the whole hysteria of Barbie's finished. Barbie yeah, okay. Finished. But yeah, that was annoying. But other than that, And the other thing I did this week, which is really embarrassing, which is worth sharing, is I convinced myself. I said my lad was on his lad's holiday. Yeah. Yeah. I convinced myself he was coming back on Tuesday night, right? Yeah. But he wasn't. He was coming back on Monday night, right? Yeah. Right. And he texted me to say, I'll be back half an hour late and I don't have my key. And I said, oh, that's fine. I'll wait up for you. Thinking he'll be back on Tuesday night. Went to bed. (laughs) One o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. (laughs) There's a knock at the door. And then Lids comes in and said, "There's someone at the door." So I go downstairs and there's this figure at the door, and um, and it was my son. Yeah. So I was relieved at that, and he goes, whoa, 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 "Leave me outside," and I was just—I thought it was so. It was my incompetence. Yeah. Made him stand outside. So I, I took one. See. I took one for the in Barbie they go on about patriarchy all the time, right? Yeah. So I was up for the patriarchy there because as the bloke in the house, I was the one sent downstairs. To yeah. Find out. Okay. And I, yeah. Well, so you should be. You disgusting patriarchal person. Well, wow, no, it's
1: not a case of that. Uh, so I'm very shocked there, there, at that. There are responsibilities that we have, irrespective of our our, our views on patriarchy and, and things like that. And I don't think it's in any way misogynistic to be the one that has to... G- it's just a size issue. No,
0: that's just what, that's what... That Barbie movie would not agree. Oh, wow. So that's disgusting. Dave is a misogynist and awful... Uh, I really offended. Cancelled. Cancelled. I, I, I didn't. That's what I, they said. I say, volunteered yeah.
1: to go to the door if the door went in the night. I did. Besides as well, yeah. which, I live in a vicarage, and therefore, if people are coming in the night. They want the, to see the vicar. Uh, well, that's
0: true as well. Yeah. So that's you know, true well. I was only joking about that, David. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was just winding you up. Maybe you should. Well, see I it, know, but yeah. you're yeah.
1: quite timid, aren't you? So you might be. Sure. You I might went, be tempted to send your wife to the door. So it was because you were too afraid.
0: No, I'm even more offended because you yeah, called well, me a wuss. Anyway, one order, it? <laughs> right. Thank you for that. Then. Right. Okay. So on this, on this, uh, episode, we're going to be talking about the news. So we're yep, on about the news. We're on about sending emails to Mali. All right. Instead of the military. So that's good. We're on about that. And we're on about Genesis chapter one. We with, are uh, natural law. That's why I went downstairs. Natural law, yeah, isn't it? And uh, also as well, we're talking the about the sixth commandment, and it's good. It's good. Dave's Dave recommended a decent program, so hold on to your hats for the music. I will kick it off. So, and Dave, what's in the news this week? The news this week is that the
1: MOD have been thinking they've been sending some emails to um, the American military. But in reality, they've been sending them to Mali. Mali? Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: that's Mali for you. Yeah, and, and it's
1: a bit of a problem because they're Russian sympathisers.
0: What, what, do you want to say a bit more about Mali because I'm not really that well, sure no, about No, I'm
1: not really sure about Mali either all I know is that from, from the report is that they, that they in, in the Russia-Ukraine war seem to be on Russia's side because um, Putin's good for them oh right well um, he's trying to take
0: over Africa isn't he? yeah
1: yeah it's, it's all about finance and well-being and being looked after so um, it but seems d- as though these 20 emails that they've sent to the wrong address <laughs> now we've all done it haven't we <laughs> We've we've all been in our mind sending an email to one person and accidentally pinged it to another.
0: Well, yeah, we um, have done that. But yeah. you would yeah. have
1: hoped that our security services would be a little bit more careful about but how they type they, the address.
0: But they get it wrong, we put down like you know Dave at Marley well, dot com. Apparently, or whatever, like.
1: the American military use the ending to that you know where we'd be dot co dot Oh yeah, yeah. their dot mil. Right. Dot mil, military. Um but Mali or dot M L and so when they <laughs> typed it in <laughs> they've sorry. missed they've missed the IO. And so I don't know exactly who in Mali they've gone to or whether or not they've actually ever been received. Um
0: All right, so you come so, back return to send and yeah, this yeah. person doesn't exist yeah. or whatever. So
1: so these twenty emails that apparently didn't contain anything that was highly sensitive or classified. Um so Essentially, no harm done, um, but it does make me worry about the state of of the Ministry of Defence. If that's <laughs> if that's the extent of their check in of where these emails are going.
0: Well, I suppose it's we like to have this idea that people above our pay grade are more competent, which is practically everybody. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I. Right. But um, yeah, we like to think that. The elites or the, the establishment or whatever you want to call them know what they're doing. Yeah. You, they do it. Yeah. You'd like,
1: you'd like to hope they do. That's it? quite
0: comforting though, isn't it? Yeah. Is,
1: is it? Well, no, lot, no, no, it's not. No, it, it's absolutely not comforting to know that there is inadequate safeguarding in, in place no, to no, ensure no. that anything from the Ministry of Defence of the United Kingdom, um, is not, being randomly dropped around the world
0: well it's a bit like when the, when you go to the chrism mass and you see the the bishop mess up the liturgy I was quite like that do you yeah it makes me feel better
1: right you. okay because like it, it's just because you don't him. know what you're doing either I know what I'm doing yeah are you don't. sure oh, I'll make notes next time well my
0: old bishop with uh Bishop Jonathan in Litchfield was a fantastic bishop but he was a useless at the liturgy and um but he was a wonderful guy bit of a saint really um and when he messed up the liturgy, you just, you just think, oh, you know. But it just shows we're all human, doesn't it? Yeah. I think that's what I'm trying to say, is that I liked it, because it shows that this myth that people find comfort in, I think, that the, the, the adults are in the room, that's what they say, isn't it? The adults are in the room, room. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's this class of people who are uh, up there, know what they're doing, and therefore will look after me it's very sort of paternalistic yeah what these cock-ups show is that everybody's human isn't they
1: yeah it does show that and actually when you read further down the um (laughs) down the information (laughs) they don't sell they don't send confidential classified secret information via normal email servers and it goes on an encrypted channel anyway um, So that wouldn't have gone to the wrong place. So it's not like Hillary so, Clinton. So I think it might have been just emails from somebody in the MOD saying, "Hi, just wondering if your mum had her operation and how it went." That sort of oh, thing. Oh right, okay. Yeah, but yeah. So, but they don't tell us what the extent of these emails are, and it, it's just an it's just an ex, an extension of um people having left important documents on the bus in some ways, isn't it, or on the yeah. train, or whatever it was.
0: Well, I always remember uh, you must have had this as well. Do you remember years and years ago where? The, who are they? The people who give us the tax credits. Do you remember the the, the people who used I yeah. oh, used to have tax credits, yeah. right? Yeah, when the kids were little because they were in childcare. And they'd somehow lost all our personal data. They'd they they they'd been hacked. Not yeah, they, they, hacked. they left they, it somewhere, didn't they? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. So they sent me this letter apologising to me and like millions of other people telling me exactly what my information had been leaked and all that sort of thing. And I thought to myself... Well, you know, it's absolutely ridiculous. I thought it was a waste of money. But I think maybe what this blows the lid off is two things, really. The first thing is that this assumption that there are adults there which will look after us, and we have to sort of look up to these people who know what they're doing, right, and be subservient to them, right, because that's not true, right, because we're all human. We all make mistakes, and everybody's a bit messed up. Uh, And the other one as well is that um, any sort of conspiracy theory, because I think a conspiracy theory relies on the idea that people actually are clever enough and sensible enough to actually conspire when the people in charge to me are so hopeless that they're not conspiring. Like when people say, oh, it was Matt Hancock, you see, he was into COVID because he wanted to make money off his mates and they all had this... There's no conspiracy there because he don't know what day it is. No. He's too... All of them, they're, they're too incompetent to actually come up with a coherent conspiracy, I think. So that's why I don't believe in conspiracy theories because it relies on me believing that these sorts of people know what they're doing. Oh, that's really uh, cynical. I, I that, don't
1: man. know that that's true. And we touched on this last week a little bit, I think, when um, we discussed the fact that there are lots of people... I might, I don't remember how many weeks ago. I think it was last week. When we talked about um, how um, the guy who's pushing for uh, reforms into green energy oh, yeah. is, is the director oh, of yeah, yeah, Ecotricity. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And yeah. actually that there are a lot of people who are... Mouthpieces against, um, solar and, and wind energy, um, who are actually being funded by, uh,
0: Challenge, Shell and, like and yeah, the yeah, other yeah, oil yeah, giants. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so I think there are people who are clever enough to, to, to use their positions for their own personal gain. Oh, I think, but that's, I think a different that's a thing. different thing to an actual conspiracy. Yeah, that's theory. a different thing. I um, think
0: that, that Matt Hancock is corrupt. And his mate phoned him up and said, oh, I can do some PPE for you, mate. And he yeah. went, oh, yeah, mate, yeah, you do that. it would be really great, yeah. And then you will give me some money. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 we can do that. I think that's a thing. Yeah. I think people follow... But, I,
1: but the idea that COVID was created in order to make people rich. No. Well, that's uh, just a laughable...
0: That's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think that's what I mean, is the conspiracy theories are things like... Um, People in the, who's that bloke now? The one that's, the, um, Klaus Swab, That's him. The bloke who's in the WEF, World Economic Forum. Right. He'll, the guy looks okay. like a Bond villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. him, right? People think, oh, he rules the world on the sly and all that. It, that's nonsense. He just runs a club for important people to come and talk amongst themselves about things so they can all feel important. Yeah. That's it. And people like the club because people like joining clubs and going around talk. Do you know what I mean? But so I think there's not uh, like with this Marley thing. That's just a cock up, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's just a massive. I think it's a genuinely foolish mistake. And, And actually, we've got one on our. I noticed it this week is that you've put my Twitter handle down wrong have i you have because i'm dyslexic my twitter handle <laughs> is
0: this guy was dyslexic it's dave
1: it's david jones 751 oh. and on our thing you've got it down is dave jones 751 and there might well be somebody who's getting bombarded with <laughs> tweets intended for me now that well, they're getting instead of me
0: but this marley thing could be a dyslexic so, guy
1: yeah so we should update, I think. To show yeah, we you should David, actually. Okay, because yeah, you fine. put an e instead well, that, of an i in the should
0: Never trust me. You see, no. that's the thing. So, but well, well, what, it only uh, took me—I
1: don't know how long ago you put that on there. About sixteen, seventeen weeks, I think we've been running with our Twitter. Ha- yeah, our probably. Handles. Yeah, and, I, and it's the first time I noticed it was in the
0: week. Well, there we go. But it's important, though. I think because with this Marley thing, is this could be part of a big thing where people say, "Oh, it's a conspiracy," and all these sorts of things. And I think it comes back to what we were talking about about discernment last week is we have to be really discerning about what we believe and how we go down these silly rabbit holes. Yeah. And I think, going back to what we were saying this reiteration of the scripture last week really, is that we only need scripture and wisdom in order to navigate the world. We don't have to be an expert. And I think that we could have a good laugh at the Marley thing, but maybe it does treat, teach oh, us a bit of no, humility. Like I don't know that that's true. I think that to
1: look at Scripture in complete, and we talked about this last week, in complete isolation from who it was for and how it works is dangerous oh yeah when i say Um, scripture i mean so we do need so we do need wisdom and we do need knowledge and we do need to be discerning Mm -hmm. and and you can flick open the bible and it can tell you whatever you want it to tell you um and support your opinion you know they used it for for uh, quite a long time to to justify slavery oh yeah you know oh uh, you can uh, use it to justify anything yeah yeah we can use
0: anybody and that leads us nicely actually into our next segment which is about Dave Jones's Bible bus journey. Dave right? Coaches Bible Dave bus Coaches journey. Dave Coach's Bible... Oh, yeah, you yeah. named it, and now you I can not... get it right.
1: See, <laughs> you're all there thinking that we're adults and we're competent. I said they're not. And just to prove that we're not competent, Howell makes his point by being
0: incompetent. Exactly. Yeah. We're all a bit incompetent. So we're going to continue Dave Coach's bus ride through the Bible. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it? that's it. That's what you call it. we're going to talk about the most misunderstood but important part of the Bible, which is Genesis chapter one. Yeah, Indeed. Well, thanks for listening. I said so then, didn't I? Thanks for listening to those Vicar Blokes. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel and whatever you're listening to. And I've just moved us also on the which is a kind of yeah, email. That is. It's an email thing, Right so basically are we
1: accidentally sending emails to Marley?
0: no we're not sending emails to Marley No, if you sign up on Substack and if you're part of um, uh, Yate Parish I'll send you an email with it anyway uh, basically you can sign up to it and you can get those Vicar Blokes emailed to you every week nice so that'd be good and they can put comments on it and everything so we're moving on to Substack as well as Red Circle and everything else and hopefully the emails won't go to Marley brilliant Dave Coaches Bible Bus Strip. Right, um, I just embarrassed myself by going, what? Uh, oh, oh. Mm. With this uh, next bit is we're going to talk about Genesis chapter one, which is the most misunderstood piece of literature in the Western world, and I can't for the life of me understand why, because it is the foundation of our Western civilization. Yeah. Really.
1: Well, so yeah, well, that's when that's the first of the two stories that don't quite agree. Um, about how the world was created in seven days, and gives us the pattern of those
0: seven days. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's the yeah, it's yeah. the poem at the beginning of of the Bible. So, Dave, do you want to say what Genesis chapter one is basically, well, just to so people don't know? Genesis chapter one is the f- first part
1: of the Bible. Um, it comes from the ancient Hebrew text where they where they had the St. and so it's it's thousands of years old is this particular part of scripture and what it does is gives us a picture of the creation of the world and and starts with in the beginning when god created the heavens and the earth the earth was a firm a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep and then it gives us a seven day pattern about how the world was made how the sea and the land were divided how the animals were created and humanity was created and then how God had a nap on the seventh day. That's it, he rested on the seventh day.
0: So what this basically has been so misunderstood because in the 19th century and and maybe before that in some sects of Christianity, some Puritan sects in the 16th century took this literally Um, but If you look at the church fathers like Augustine and Irenaeus of Lyon, were around. Augustine's like what the fifth century, but Irenaeus of Lyon is something like the third century. I might be wrong about that, as I'm doing it from memory. I think he is two two six four. I think something like that. It rings a bell for him for some reason. Yeah, yeah. but these guys said quite explicitly that under no circumstances should you take these literally because they're obviously poems. And there was a lot of people around at Irenaeus and Augustine's time who were uh what they call heretics, in other words, like the Gnostics, yeah, who were taking yeah. them literally. Yeah. So it it's a strange thing that's happened. Maybe we'll do a, a segment on but, why but this has happened. What, but...
1: what is the Jewish thought on these? What was what was the Jewish thought it maybe alright. What was the Jewish thought? at the point of 400 years before Jesus when we reach that intertestamental period. Oh. Were they literal texts then? No. Or did they understand them as a
0: non-literal text? Uh, as a non-literal text. It, 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 it would have been really obvious to the people then that it would have been non-literal. Um, so to explain that is... The first part of the Old Testament is called the Torah, which is the most sacred part of Jewish literature. Okay, so that's the books of Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Numbers, um, you know, the, the yeah. first five books and a few others. And the idea is... The Pentateuch, we call Pentateuch, that, we, the first five books. Yeah. So it's to do with this idea of Torah means law. And it isn't laws like we understand them, like just like the Ten Commandments. It's a much deeper idea about law which the Jews live by and always have yeah. and what the first chapter of Genesis, and you have to remember that chapters were only put in in the 17th, uh, 16th century when yeah. they translated the Bible into English and printed it, so this idea of chapters and verses is nothing to do with how the Bible it just is makes read. it easier to find. Yeah, it's there as a helpful thing for us to find. Uh, yeah, it's relevant. all right on
1: this particular passage because you can say, "Open your Bibles at page one," and yeah, it's there. Yeah, but you know, when when you get into further in, then it gets hard to find. Jeremiah chapter thirty that we had to have this morning for yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah that, What page
0: number was that on? See, oh, nobody I have no knows because yeah. our Bibles have got a different size print. Exactly, so it's there as a practical, helpful thing. Yeah, so. What we tend to think of the Bible, we tend to think of it as a book, and we said last week, is not a book. It is actually a collection, a library of different writings, isn't it? Yeah. And what Genesis chapter one, this poem of creation, what it is, is like an overture. So are you familiar with overtures, Dave?
1: Not really, no. All right. The 1812 overture, that's the
0: William Tell one, isn't it? Uh, No. Yeah. Dave. (laughs) Anyway, right. Okay. Now, if I was talking to somebody from Murfield, I would be able to say about overtures, right? Yeah. When I'd be talking about, say, um, musical theatre, because there's lots of musical theatre fans in Murfield, not so many in, uh, in Bristol, uh, theological college, is it? No, you know, I
1: don't know. I, I, maybe one or two. It's all very middle class, isn't it? So, well, there's lots you know. of
0: music Anyway, but in musical theatre, right, if you go to, say, see Wicked or something... Well, it's right very there.
1: camp at Moorfield, isn't it? So they into musical theatre. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: but anyway, if you went to see a musical theatre track, right, uh, something like um, Wicked or whatever, what the orchestra drew at the beginning is play a little bit from each of the songs that goes through the whole play right through the whole thing that's what an overture is oh right okay so it's a way of every day's a school day and all that yeah so it's a way of introducing the songs to the audience before the performance so all musicals have it
1: okay so yeah so it's like when when i want them to sing a different song it it worship on a Hmm. sunday then either i'll get the organist to play the tune through so the tune starts to embed and they that's it uh, or or where i where i might play it on the, on the system so as they hear it quietly and it starts to... That's so it. it. So it lets that...
0: Okay. It's a way it of getting... So yeah. what it does, it interweaves all the different songs from the, the musical or from the symphony, if you want to be a bit more intellectual, like and they do it with them as well, is it, it puts all the different themes in before it. And that's what the poem in Genesis is, is a kind of overture to the rest of the Torah right okay so it's got the key themes of the old testament in that first poem does that make sense it makes sense yeah and that's how we know it. And we know it's a poem just in case people sort of blow up uh because it's written like every other poem in the old testament so it's written like a psalm yeah so it's got a refrain in it which is evening came and morning came the yeah, first yeah. day evening came and morning came the second day yeah. evening came morning came third day yeah and genesis chapter 1 was written after most of the rest of the yeah, but but lots yeah.
1: of people would see that evening came and morning came the yeah. first the second as yeah. just the marker of the break in the days that god had already created right at the start of it they wouldn't see that as a refrain they would see that as as a clear indication and a reinforcement that creation happened over seven days.
0: Well, yeah, but that's because what they're doing is is they're back reading into a different culture, our culture. So to understand, um, we talked about this last week, to understand what the Bible is and how to understand it, we need to understand how people read or listened yeah. to their own literature at the time. Yeah? Yeah. Do you, do you see what I mean? Yeah. So you need to get that in order to get the meaning. So you need to understand that when the Jews, the ancient Hebrew people, wrote poems, this is how they wrote them. Yeah. Yeah. So what I tend to uh do with this is I give people do you remember there was that song uh firework? It was everywhere about ten years ago. Uh baby you're, you're a, a fine. Yeah, yeah. Who was yeah? it by? Oh, I quite liked her. What was her name? I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, tell us what, what what she was called. I can't remember. Anyway, but she did this song, and the opening of the song is Do You Ever Feel Like a Plastic Bag Flowing in the Wind? And it was all figurative language. Right, okay. But if we took it literally, it would just be nonsense. Yeah. But we instinctively know that that's a song because it forms the structure of how songs are written today. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, it's got yeah, a verse, yeah. chorus, verse, chorus, and it all rhymes so even yeah. though it's a song. Yeah. yeah. So what they're doing is, rather than looking at it from a Jewish point of view, and yeah. understand, they're looking at it from a kind of oh well if I picked up any other book in the world, like modern book. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't doesn't make sense. So what do you think it's saying, Dave? Uh this poem at the beginning. What's the key ideas behind it? If it's an overture,
1: I don't know. It's
0: the foundation of our whole
1: society. It is. Is. talking about goodness. It's talking about um fruitfulness. It's talking about
0: creation. Creation. So how but, do you create then? What's it saying? What what do you need to do in order to be creator to be a creator? Where does creation come well,
1: from? Well, I don't know that it
0: tells <clears throat> you what you need to do in order to
1: be a creator. I think it tells you that the power of creation lies
0: elsewhere. How did God create the world? That's what he's actually saying. What what yeah, how well, did he, he did. do it?
1: Well he, he used a system and a process. Yeah. And he set in place laws and functions. Yeah, and that's it. And and, and patterns. And, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: why we have science. So,
1: so this is the overture of the books of the law. <clears throat> exactly. So what But this say- is the, but this is the laws of science. Exactly. Not the laws of humanity, which are the rest of the book. Which is why, for me, I think that maybe. Maybe this is a. This is deeper. Oh dear, I don't know if I can say that. Deeper than the books of the law that we get in the Bible.
0: It's an overture to it, yeah. So it's, it's bringing out those themes. So really, maybe the best way to talk about this for a minute is to talk about the other myths that were around at the time. So the Babylonians and the Greeks, if we look up their myths, right? Yes. Yeah, so David
1: like, Gray sang about them, didn't he? <clears throat> David Gray? Yeah, Babylon. He talked Oh, about
0: I saw him live at Glastonbury. <laughs> so did I.
1: Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was there. Oh, three years in a row. So you went the oh, year after. Oh, yeah. Me, didn't he was you?
0: awful. He was so boring. No, he was good. But I think I was high as a kite with that because this guy next to me was smoking so much weed, right, and had this big horn. So I think by the end of his performance, I was just like completely yeah, zoned. If anyway, you say so. Well, anyway, that's enough about me at Glastonbury listening to David Gray. Um, but Babylon, the myths of Babylon and the ancient Greek myths go they all sort similar and they go like this is that there was a big fight with the gods, right? Yeah. And there was usually a god of chaos or the god of order. Yeah. Right. And what they did, they had this big fight, and then the god of order, in the Greek case is Zeus, right, or whatever, kills or overcomes the gods of chaos. Right. Alright. And then creates humanity to be the slaves of the gods. Right. Okay. Okay, that's basically the Babylonian myths, okay? Put very simply. And what Genesis chapter 1 says is the opposite of that. It's a kind of uh, saying to the other civilizations around them, no, you're totally wrong about creation. God is one God, and he creates the universe by setting the laws of the universe. Yeah. And through those laws, creation comes. Yeah. And modern science confirms that. If the laws of the universe are set the way they are, life comes. Okay. If the so, law is set so, differently, so nothing. so
1: so science and this understood properly, completely run in harmony. It's more there's than there's a there's a law in it, and, and and that pattern works.
0: It's more than that. The reason that the West discovered science, the scientific method, is because of these ideas that the universe is ordered. Yeah. Loads of other civilizations. But if you read
1: this as a literal seven days... It doesn't make any sense. It's never going to agree, is it? It
0: doesn't make any sense. No. It literally doesn't make any sense. So the thing is, is that the reason we have science and the reason we have laws is the way they are, is because of this passage, because of the Torah, this idea in the Old Testament that creation comes through order, not chaos.
1: But all of the other
0: civilizations would have seen that wouldn't they no definitely not oh, okay we just think they do because our civilization has thought it for thousands of years yeah but the reason our civilization has thought it for thousands of years is because of this but we have just forgotten that we're beginning now to forget this but which it, is why chaos is isn't, coming there, in. isn't there a scientific side that
1: that considers everything to be some sort of like happy accident that's
0: where the chaos is coming in. Is that doesn't make sense from a scientific point of view.
1: So, those people that are claiming that's the science is that it, it's all a happy accident. Are, it
0: doesn't. They're talking nonsense. No, no, it doesn't make um There's two schools of thought with it, right? Is before the 60s, the scientists or the atheists would say the universe is ordered just because it is and it always has been and the universe is eternal. Yeah. Right? We now know because of the Big Bang, thought that by a Christian uh, yeah. Jesuit priest, right, that it's not eternal. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, what they've got to do to square the circle is to say, well, it was just all random and then just by chance an ordered universe popped into existence, yeah. right? And we don't know why and we shouldn't really ask that question.
1: Right. Okay. Right.
0: I'll, I could talk for hours about that, but I won't. All right. Right. Okay. But, We may be go on about that a bit more, but that isn't really what Genesis chapter one's about. Genesis chapter one is about the idea that to be creative, we need to keep the law. So we flourish as a society and as a church, and we become creative when we follow rules and laws. And if those rules and laws are properly ordered, right, then creation comes. So if you get bad laws, you get death. If you have good laws, you get life
1: well, so if we wanted yeah. to put that in terms of people that might <clears throat> might want an example um if you're gonna make a good cake yeah there are there are ingredients that need to go into it, exactly, and you need to do that in the right order, and then come the end of it, you might get something that's worth eating exactly, and if you don't follow any recognized procedures and any recognized law on how that that happens. You're not going to end up with a cake. You're going to end up with a mighty mess,
0: which is a precise opposite of what we're told today. Which is law is bad because it restricts your freedom.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: But what we're what Genesis is saying and the Old Testament is saying is law gives you freedom. Yeah, and the the other big difference. This is really important uh, between the Babylonian myths and the the Greek myths and the Hebraic ones. These ones, right? The Genesis ones is that god keeps his own law that's why we have the yeah. days so on the 7th day god rests so god has set the laws of the universe in motion yeah right and he's also set the laws of morality in motion yeah and he himself will keep his own laws of morality so therefore like we talked about on the king the coronation special that's why the king is under the law yeah. Because even God is under the law. Yeah. And that's why we get annoyed when justice isn't done fairly yeah. for rich people.
1: Well, when people evidence that they
0: think that the laws don't apply to them. Exactly. Yeah. And the idea that the laws apply to everybody, including God, where does that come from? Genesis, Genesis chapter, chapter 1. one. But so, we've forgotten that because we've just turned it into well, some ridiculous we, but, but scientific thing. But we
1: get, yeah, and we get distracted by this this argument that that we know is not true that this is a literal text and that we can't argue against the bible because god made the world in seven days when really that's we know that's just but a a, a misunderstanding of
0: the text this in front of people and in doing that what we do is we destroy the true meaning of the text yeah because the true meaning of the text is is this yeah but we've
1: spent 500 years destroying the true meaning of this text
0: less than that probably about 100 no,
1: I think it stems before that. No,
0: it's probably about 100.
1: I think we started in the, in the 16th century.
0: No, well, it did, but it never really got any traction. Never got any
1: traction, Got it got dug back up in the 20th century. Yeah, it's, it's American fundamentalists.
0: 19th. It's actually really recent, in, um, mostly around about since the 1950s. So it's a really, recent, recent, yeah, it's yeah, it's a really yeah. recent idea. It comes from seven-day eventists, this idea of the seven-day creation.
1: That's a, an equestrian event, isn't it?
0: Well, I don't know about that. No, no, that's three-day the event. They're the kind of American sect. But I'll it's put, the way you say it. Adventists. I'll post it. I'll put uh, Adventists. I'll put a link in the in the description of a brilliant talk by done by a conservative, evangelical who who does a series of lectures on this. Right. Okay. It's really interesting, Um but I think. I think really, again, what we've done, rather than talking about what the Bible really says and the profound nature of that and how it affects our lives, we're being distracted in talking about nonsense. Yeah. It's really, really, really difficult. So I think the other thing that is Yeah, but we talked, we talked when we
1: talked about Dawson's Creek. Yeah. um, and, And we talked about, grams in that and how she paints a picture of christianity in that show that is not true and makes us all look a bit foolish the dot cotton effect yeah yeah, yeah, that's it the the dot cotton effect yeah um, And I think that's what happens when people look at this very first page of the Bible and and then think, uh, we're all nuts enough to believe that the world was created in seven days yeah. and that's completely non-scientific. And they're putting up a, a straw man argument that unfortunately a lot of people of faith support
0: them in. So I think it's one of these weird things is that because there's this pressure from the outside to say, to be a Christian, you have to believe the world is made in literal seven days, yeah. right? that people think well i want to be a christian so therefore i have to believe it and then they fall into that so it's that thing where you become the stereotype yeah it's that it's a bit like what i was saying about gay men where because people said that they were effeminate and camp and things yeah. like that is that it ended up that they internalized quite a lot quite a lot of people internalized that stereotype yeah. and i think that's what we do but i think the psalm we had set for this morning which is psalm 19 is a really good example yeah. where it talks about the heavens declare the glory of god and the firmament des- uh, describes his handiwork yeah what you have all the way through the old testament is this link between the law of god which we understand as science natural law right and moral law yeah and we've forgotten that and i think that's really important that because when we think about God's judgment, which we can talk about in a couple of weeks' time or whenever we do, is what God is saying there is not prescriptive. It's descriptive. Yeah. So what that means is is that like it's not God saying, you now, I'm going to get you, like the old Greek gods and Babylonians. Yeah. I'm going to get you because you've done wrong. Smite. I'm going to smite you, yeah, because you've I done wrong. Smite. Yeah so when God is smiting people it's not that he's actively getting them what he's saying there is because he set the world up the way it is that because you've broken the law yeah. bad things have happened to you yeah so it's a bit like uh, which is why mo-
1: you didn't like my sermon on Amos didn't it? that's right yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah so that's the thing it's not actually that God but that's another idea that's seeped into our culture that we've got this idea of God being this psycho who wants to kill people yeah but that's the whole point of Genesis chapter one is to say that God isn't yeah, like that. Leave
1: people wanting more. We're going to talk about that at some point in the yeah, future. Yeah, okay, yeah. But them wanting
0: more. Come on. Yeah, all right. Yeah. But that's really important. But so what I would say is what God is actually doing a lot of the time with the law is saying that, a bit like our parents said, is when we messed up, so a good parent sometimes would say something like, well, what did you expect to happen? Yeah, yeah. You know, they're not being nasty or anything. Saying, "Well, you did that, and then this happened." Yeah. Well,
1: and an inevitable consequence, isn't it? Exactly. It's that. It's that very early parenting bit where, when your kids go towards the fire, you have to persuade them that it's not a very good idea. That's it. In whatever way is necessary to persuade them, it's not a very good idea. Yeah. And at that point, they're not capable of rational thought. Exactly. So sort a of smack on the hand and teaches
0: them not to get burnt in the fire, or put their fingers in the plug holes or things like that. Like in it and all those well, sorts of What teach things.
1: them not to go near the fire? well God, <laughs> your parenting method was different to mine, mate. Right?
0: <laughs> you still get that sort of. Um, do you remember, Did you have that for a bit? That kind of sixth sense with them, where they go near something, you just grab them quick yeah, and pull them yeah, back. Absolutely, yeah? yeah. Because they were just kind of de- they wanted to destroy themselves yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. maybe that's what God's like. Maybe. I think in some ways he is, but I think... So, yeah, so just to sum up, uh, Genesis chapter 1 is a reworking of existing myths of creation which were around and basically reworking them to say what God is actually like, not what the Babylonians said he was, right? And the radical idea behind it is they said three things. They said that Uh, the universe is ordered so we can understand it, which is why we have science, right? They said that everybody should keep the law, even God, which is why we have justice and Magna Carta and democracy and the rule of law and everything else, right? That's where it comes from. And the third thing it says is that when uh, things go badly... Uh, it's not that the gods are angry with you and they're getting you it's that when things go wrong it could be your fault yeah so God's not well, in the business of yeah, and smiting him, is. And he, <laughs> well sometimes yeah it is for me so I hope that was helpful uh, and then we're going to talk uh, in a minute now about uh, one of D- B- uh, Dave's BBC programmes yeah it
1: was good though wasn't it do you know how it was I was yeah. so
0: annoyed Because I spend all the time going, I can't believe Dave's asked me to watch this absolute rubbish on the sort of normie programmes. But this one was actually good. Yeah, it was good. good, yeah.
1: You're listening to those Vicar blokes. You might even be listening on Substack. You might be on Red Circle. You might be on Google, Amazon, wherever you are. You can ask your smart speaker. But don't forget to sign in so as you get the information when we've got a new episode each and every Friday. um, So as you don't miss out on the latest episode. So we watched on the BBC um, the latest bit that I had going, which is called The Sixth Commandment. Thou shalt not kill. In case anyone is inquiring, um, and it was about somebody who was, um, well, he ingrained himself in people's lives um, and sought to do them ill. He was a groomer. He was he? a groomer. Yeah, it
0: was good. It was really good. It was I really. really I was gripped. I got to yeah, be honest. Yeah. I was gripped. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was. It was really good. I wasn't quite sure what to expect when I recommended it, but it did come. With good good ratings from the from the pre-watchers, as in you know the the press who get oh, to see yeah, it first. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but he, what he does is he he identifies this sweet old guy, played by Timothy Small, isn't it? Who's an old Spool. teacher, to Paul, yeah. Who's a teacher, and he and he's a retired teacher, and he's a gay, a gay man who's who's never really met anybody, or he's never really yeah. It, it her, starts
1: and... with him retiring from teaching and then moving into a bit of lecturing, and yeah, at uni, and so. So this, um, well groomed young man comes into his lecture late, does not he? And yeah, he was
0: maybe, a bit fit as well yeah. when he, he, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, I love him. Yeah.
1: And, um, Timothy Spall at the time is obsessed, um, which made me smile a little bit. i got to be honest with runners, with, with looking at pictures on the internet of people selling running kit, basically. Um, <laughs> which, 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 which reminded me of sort of every teenage lad's, um, stopping on the certain pages of the Littlewoods catalogue. Oh, don't, whatever, don't, you know.
0: we don't want too many reveals now, Dave. No, all about right. When okay. you were 14 or something. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. All right. Every, so. every
1: yeah. Lots of teenage lads <laughs> know exactly what we're, older about. teenage lads. Now, I do, didn't yeah, realize. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what pages women looked at, but I'm uh, sure well, they I, did. Uh, well, you did. Maybe do, men in running gear. I don't, I don't know. know. It, it might know. have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Men in
0: running gear. Yeah. But it was, it was really sad because what he did was he, this guy really wanted to be loved, didn't he? He did. And he'd never he never experienced that type of love. No. And he what happened was, um this grooming guy persuaded him that he was loved and he declared his love for him and got him to basically sign over his house to him, so then he, he killed him, didn't he? And he got away with it really. Yeah, he? he
1: got away with well For a bit, for a while. Anyway, yeah, for a while. For a while, yeah. Um he got greedy though, didn't he? That's trouble. Yeah. Um but it was it was he was clever in the way that he did it. I mean, these groomers are clever, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, so he offered the guy a level of intimacy that he'd never experienced. He offered him a love that he'd never felt. Um, and he started off by having a look around. the 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 guy who got killed was a lay preacher in 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 his home church. Yeah. In
0: Buckinghamshire, wasn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Uh,
1: May I can't remember
0: stole or somewhere wasn't it
1: Stow in buckinghamshire. Sto- the church yeah said, um, yeah in buckinghamshire yeah um and so he he was made himself aware that, that he was looking around this church and that he was really interested in churches and you know yeah and it was just a gentle sort of yeah. process of of manipulation to become friends and then then he tells him that he's dumped his girlfriend and because he's fallen in love with somebody else at, at the top of the hill. You know, it was all, if it was genuine, it would have been kind, kind of was, quite sweet. It was evil, wasn't it? It's kind of it, sick sweet, but sweet all the same yeah. if it was genuine. But but you knew already that it was, oh, it yeah. was corrupt. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the guy gets involved, and he becomes the church warden, and he's in the discernment process to to look at about whether or not he might be called to be ordained. Um, which annoyed me a bit because the program kept referring to him as a trainee vicar, yeah, and he wasn't a trainee well, vicar; he wasn't that far in the process. It. So there was a little bit of bit that needs, and and I know the Oxford Diocese of of Made it very clear that he was not a trainee vicar. His call hadn't been tested. No, um, and there's a bit on their website that that tells you that. Well, it is the BBC, but it? on the church's website that was involved, it doesn't say
0: anything about it. Well, oh, I, I really felt for them. Yeah, and me. That would yeah. be. It would. I think the thing is, the thing is with it is that he goes on then to uh, groom an older woman as well.
1: Who um, happened to live two or three doors up from the first
0: one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and he groomed as well. This other colleague of his from from the college as well, who was up in court with him. Yeah, and that was really—he was just this sort of magic nerd, wasn't he? Yeah, it was just really awful. But I think, I think, my takeaway from it really was how dangerous these people are, and how vulnerable everybody in society is to these sorts of people because they're very. But they're psychopaths. They're very good at identifying the very thing that you want most deeply. Yeah. And then pretending to give it to you. And that's really how evil works. Is what he was offering all the time was a imitation of these people's greatest desire. And what they what he gave them was horror it
1: was awful yeah. it
0: was just a big trick wasn't it
1: it was yeah and, and so advanced oh yeah so advanced in his thinking um but it was the look on his face when the when the four person of of course the the verdicts were announced in completely the wrong order and it wouldn't have happened like that no, in court no, of law no, no, no. um but it, it was done it for dramatic. the dramatic yeah, effect yeah, yeah, yeah. but the the look of horror on his face when he's found guilty it is is like
0: what How could this be? Thirty-six years he got, didn't he? Yeah, he he did, yeah. But I think I think my takeaway from it really was a couple of things is the first thing is there's been some quite significant safeguarding changes over the last couple of years in church to kind of shut down not so much grooming within the church, but grooming outside of the church, which is what this bloke was doing. So he was using his position in, in the church as a way of showing. Yeah, I don't he think was... the two
1: people went to the same church, though, did they?
0: No, no, no. She was a Catholic. She was a Catholic, yeah. Yeah, she was a
1: Catholic. Yeah. yeah. So I think. Because he went with her to her church, and I th- and when it was on the telly, I thought, oh, it's not the same church. Well, it's obviously so, Catholic. It's so, modern, so they, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we nicked all the. Roman Catholic Church, yeah, and uh,
0: she was obviously Catholic. she's saying Catholic prayers, yeah, time, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, she I know had but, rosaries and but stuff.
1: Some Anglicans do that, you know. They're, some Anglicans do pray the rosary.
0: Well, yeah, they do. Yeah, they Catholic, Catholic ones. Well, I do. Yeah, yeah, there we are. Yeah, but I think I think what it shows us really is that it's right that we're doing this, uh, these safeguarding things because they do put off those sorts of people. So if you are a church which has got things yeah. like references in place, like we do now for readers. And people understandably say, well, why do we have to do this? But it's not to stop the misbehaving in the church. It's to stop... Because that's already... We've done... as I yeah, think yeah. we've done a re- really good job in trying to stop that. But it's to stop people showing off that they're... Oh, I read in church. I'm respectable. Yeah. yeah. So therefore... Yeah, absolutely. Because all the grooming was happening outside of the church, yeah. wasn't it? yeah. yeah it's just evil isn't
1: he? It, it? yeah complete evil um uh, and and we've i mean i think it's worth saying that we, we've you know got this process now of safer recruiting so people come with references and i don't know where he would have got his references from yeah that were external because surely he, he would have been known even if he'd even if he'd never been caught yeah but you know he he thought he was above the law, didn't he oh yeah he thought he was so clever that it didn't apply to him
0: yeah um but it was i think he was done well as as well because it wasn't kind of like church bashy it wasn't like that i think he was just telling the story which was quite good yeah you know and i and i think what the other thing i took away from it really was i did really identify timothy Swall's character because i'm in the companions of the resurrection and uh you do come across people like him quite a lot in uh, Anglo-Catholic circles, you know. And, you know, that old bachelor narrative, you know, old bachelor archetype, you know, and he was such a vulnerable guy. Yeah. And I think those little bits they were talking about where he was comparing his life and the life of his brother who could get married could have that relationship. Yeah. And how he, he didn't, he, for his life, but he's older, it wasn't even possible. No. I think we, we we need to remember that, because what he was searching after was, he was searching after human companionship in that way, wasn't he? He, he was, yeah. I, and the other thing... Well, he wasn't searching the, for it. What he, what he desired, wasn't he? What he desired. Yeah, was, I don't think
1: he was searching for it. I think he'd given up on it. Which yeah, is yeah, what made yeah, it even more yeah. sad. In the same way that the next victim had sort of given up on it as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and were happy that somebody was spending some more time with them because they were in effect lonely and isolated. And this, and he was at the point that he was most lonely and isolated because he'd given up work. But the thing that we can easily forget is that he was of an age when a relationship with a man would not have been legally possible. Yeah. um, And it only just turned around um, to be legally possible at the point when he would have thought that that, that his time was over for that.
0: No, I don't... Maybe not, maybe legally not quite, quite. He would have been but, No, but it's 1967, but so he would have been... He'd never... He would have grown up as a child but uh, with
1: that. But it was also worth mentioning that he was a person of faith. Yeah. So not only did the law of the land prevent that, but... Um, the laws of his religion would have prevented that, and he wouldn't have been able to have had the role that he had in church as a lay reader whilst being a, a homosexual at that point in a in a committed relationship yeah, without being
0: that's true frowned yeah. upon by that church. Well, no, no, he wouldn't have just been frowned upon. Um, it wouldn't be allowed. Wouldn't well, it a depends it depending it, on the diocese
1: it, yeah. yeah, but it depends on whether or not that was whether he was actively engaged in um homosexual acts and actually
0: in the program he didn't yeah he didn't know so no he didn't so so we wouldn't but i think it's it's that i think that that sense of isolation and loneliness Uh, uh, we need to take that seriously really yeah and and... it's about how we address that as a
1: society in order to protect people from the evils of of predators predators. Yeah. yeah we should be doing more
0: but it's difficult like it's, i really felt for the second lady's uh the one who was groomed uh her, her, niece. her niece
1: because who was how, nina in the split yeah but, i kept calling her nina but i want
0: her name oh, on right. the but you you're always there trying to think how do you dress that and then she was duped as well weren't she do you know what i mean but she was on to him at the end but how well, do you don't think she that? was
1: ever duped by him and that was the difference the 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 brother and the sister in law of the first guy were duped by him, but I don't think she was ever duped. Yeah. I think she maybe. was always sceptical and she yeah, always had concerns yeah. and she and you know she tried to warn her aunt about his dangers but basically got shut
0: off and shut out. But how, how uh, would you though, innit? Because yeah, you just I look like, you. Like, like your husband said, Well he just sounds like he's being a nice guy. Yeah. And that's the difficulty with these groomers is how do you, how do you discern between someone who's actually being a nice guy being a good person being a loving person and a kind person and someone who's being a psychopath yeah. and the danger is the same uh profile for a really good person and a psychopath are actually the same because the the psychopath will is very good at pretending to be good yeah that's the thing, and and it takes a while for the mass to slip, isn't it? Yeah, because every you yeah, it's very uh, true. And I think, you know, it's it's really dangerous. So I recommend everyone listen to or watch um, the Sixth Commandment. The Sixth Commandment. It's actually a good Dave TV show. Yeah, thank they you. They do exist. Yeah. All the TV I watch is good, and I've actually done my own work as well, so I'm I'm up on it. Is we were asked, weren't we, ages ago, and we forgot uh, to watch Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, I watched it last night. Did you? Brilliant. All right, so I need to watch that. It's on the on Prime, so watch it on Amazon. Prime, but it's really right, yeah. good. It is Twelve Excellent. Angry Men. 12, so we're watching that next week, and we'll be carrying on Dave's Bible bus journey yeah Dave Coaches Bible Buster yeah. whatever it is yeah. well you named it I know but it's too common you, I need you to write named it, down. it to make
1: me look like a narcissist so, <laughs> you
0: know I need to write down the title so I can see it and read it out so we're doing that uh, next week we'll be talking about judgement and mercy um and then whatever's in the news yeah have so, a good week <laughs>